Welcome to another episode of Breaking Into the League with Sam Gabrielli and Ryan Martin. We are here to talk about young and upcoming players who are in the uh, NHL, AHL, and every other HL there is, uh, who may or may not break into the NHL for a very long time, if that makes sense. Um, either they're currently in and they're just they're just barely kind of starting their NHL career, or they're on the precipice. Ooh, you like that word? They're oh, a they're a bench warmer, but hey, in any any day they could be sent in. You know what I mean? Second line, first line. You're like, who's this guy? Ryan exactly. and I got you covered. <laughs> Heck yeah! So um, today we we picked a couple of players who uh, who. Uh, I, well, I haven't actually looked up your guy because you're going to be the one to discuss him. But my guy actually recently broke into the league um, with the Avalanche. And his name is Eustace Onanen. And your guy is who? We're going to roll with Justin Brazil of the Boston Bruins organization, mm. Ryan. I like it. I like it. All right. We got a little Bruins action. little Bruins action over there. <laughs> you um, love the Bruins, don't you? I, you know what's why I don't like any Boston teams. <laughs> like across the board, the Bruins don't. I mean, I don't hate the Bruins, but like, I'm just like, really? The Bruins? Um, the Patriots, nobody likes the Patriots, right? No. Nope. The Celtics don't care for the Celtics. And then the Red Sox, I can't stand the Red Sox. And then outside of that, um, I don't watch any other sports, but I'm sure if I was a lacrosse fan or something, the Boston Bandits or whoever it is probably would piss me off. I'm like weird with Boston sports because I don't like them in that they've won too many championships. It's like spread the wealth. Their fan base grew up spoiled. But give me Chiefs, this dynasty the Chiefs have compared to the Pats dynasty. I'll rock the Pats any day. Me too. I will rock like Vilicek, Brady. I mean, I like Andy Reid, but the rest of that Chiefs squad, dude, forget about it. I'm not no, a Bulls guy. I'm not a Kelsey guy. I, I'm just, I mean, Pacheco, whatever, but just, I'm just not a fan of the Chiefs. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of that. Well, and I'm a, and I'm a Broncos fan, so I can't like the Chiefs based off of, right. even if I wanted to. Um, you and Scott Ingen, and I'm going to drop his name. You guys get enraged by the Chiefs, bro. I don't like the I Chiefs. I text Scott all the time about the dumb Chiefs. He gets so rattled, dude. He gets fired up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs are garbage, and then they're like celebrities. That's what upsets me. Yeah, Man, I was. I was pulling for. I was pulling for the freaking Niners, um, because Christian McCaffrey is here from Colorado, and like, just to see him win one, obviously, like that would be freaking awesome. And then there were so many, either like Colorado or. Broncos connections to the 49ers like you know you had Shanahan you had uh I think the running back coach you had Christian McCaffrey there was like there was like six of them and it was just like okay so they're basically the Broncos west further west I guess um so in a way for the Niners Uh, but yeah yeah I was pulling for the Niners too and I was I meant to ask you is McCaffrey from Denver or is he from like a smaller town in Colorado so the way that Colorado works is like, so he's from, I mean, technically he's, I would assume, I know he went to Valor High School, which is in Highlands Ranch, which is south of Denver, 
but it's met, it's the metro area. Colorado's a unique state because it's like Denver. The metro area, everyone just kind of considers Denver. And then you have the, the springs down south. You got like Boulder kind of northwest. And then you've got Fort Collins up north. Foco. Yeah, Foco. Foco, yeah. But if it's like, if it's a suburb of Denver, like when I was living elsewhere, like I'm from, I was born in Inglewood, right? Inglewood, Colorado, which is the first suburb south of Denver. And I grew up in Littleton, which is one more suburb south of that. And then Highlands Ranch is a part of Littleton. It's 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 all very confusing, but I would just tell people Denver because I'm not going to yeah. sit here and be like, oh yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Inglewood or I'm from Littleton. Because two things: one, no one knew where Inglewood was. No one's ever heard of Inglewood, Colorado, so it's pointless because it's basically Denver anyway. It's like literally one block. It's like, and then Littleton. The only people things people would ever do is ask me, uh, Allison, did you go to Columbine High School? <laughs> like, of course they do. Yeah, so I'm just like, it's easier just to say Denver, but I don't know. Huh. I don't know if that's how the Twin Cities work. Um, yeah, Twin Cities is a big metro, but like there's suburbs everywhere. You know what I mean? Like the city has its own neighborhoods, like Denver probably does, like the actual city limits of Minneapolis yeah. and St. Paul. And then you got the suburbs around it, it just sprawls everywhere. I feel like, I feel like Minnesota and Colorado are very similar mm-hmm. in, in, I mean, granted, there's like two cities and one in Minnesota, but like eventually the way this is going to work, I think in Colorado is literally like Colorado Springs and Denver are eventually, I mean, they're so far apart, right? They're like an hour some change, but eventually they're just kind of, kind of end up becoming one because it's just going to kind of just mesh together so easily. I can see it. I was going to say two people are pretty active in both states. Like I think. Like Colorado is obviously the most like active state in the country with the mountains and like marathon runners and you name it. And then Minnesota is known as for being actually like very like Minneapolis is very biker friendly, very um, I don't know how to how to describe it. It's just, it's progressive. It's kind of like Colorado Dude, bike, in that respect. Bikers piss me the off. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Why why is my car lane the size of a Tonka truck? Because we've got six bike lanes right next to me. I'm dude, I and then this one guy, oh, I swear this dude pissed me off. These dudes, we the city of Denver gave them a six foot wide lane just for their stupid little bike, and they'll still ride in the street in front of the cars. And you're like, dude, why do we pay all this taxpayer money to give you this six foot wide bike lane? Ah, and then this one guy literally pissed me off because he looked back, saw me driving in my car behind him and did not care. And I'm like, do bikers piss me off? Stick like we need more bike lanes. We're not gonna use them, but we want to know that they're there. I'm gonna sound like terrible saying this. I get it in America, the right of way goes to pedestrians, bikers, but like England, I heard there's parts of London or like England in general where the cars have right away. Like, if you're in the way, you better get out, or else, like, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of should be that way. Like, I get it. Like, we don't want to, like, hurt people, like, obviously. But, like, maybe we should yield to cars, you know? Absolutely. And that's the thing I was thinking about. I was like, if I just hit this guy, he's not in the bike lane. 
I would still be in the wrong, but how would I be in the wrong for hitting this guy who's in a vehicle lane and he's not in a vehicle and he's being freaking like blatantly disrespectful about it. dude. I don't even get, I, let's talk hockey. Yeah let's, talk, let's talk, <laughs> yeah. let's talk hockey here. You got right. to do your player first, man. Okay. All right. So we got to talk about this performance at the wings too. Cause I watched, I watched that game to the entirety. I had money on the red wings. So I was pretty happy with what happened, but let's, uh, okay. okay, let's So you stink. Um, my player, Colorado Avalanche goaltender, number 60, Eustace Onanen. Um, yeah, so Eustace Onanen has now played in four games this season. He started, obviously, four games. Um, he's His record is 1-2-1 one, and one, um, as a starter here in uh, in Colorado. He's a goalie. He's six foot four, 210 pounds. The Avs picked him in the third round back in 2018. Like I said, he recently got called uh, called up from the AHL Colorado Eagles um, to serve as the backup goalie for the Avs. He has had an up and down career um, so far, kind of very inconsistent, I guess you can say, in his performances. Um, but in the fin- in the Finnish league, Finnish F I N N I S H league play. He did earn the award for the top goalie, and he was named to the first um, first team All Star, whatever, over in their league. Um, the award for top goalie is called the Jorma Voltanen Award, or something like that. Um, but uh, his play style, right? He's a stand up style goalie who uses his size uh, to his advantage. Doesn't really get outside of the 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 crease as much as possible and he just uses his size to to cover up as much of the net as possible and, and tries to stay standing as often as he can the uh, biggest knocks on his game are his quickness and his decision making um where sometimes he'll have lapses of judgment that sometimes put him in vulnerable positions which cause him to end up having to make like miraculous saves and things like that which we've seen now in the four starts he's uh he's had with the abs where he's got to make these insane saves um and he and he does it actually pretty well but if he can avoid putting himself in those situations he, he'll probably uh probably do better off um like i said he he struggled early on um but he's he's slowly improved in his time as you know getting more playing time and then like you said against the red wings he had that stellar game they yeah they did, he end did. Up, they did end up losing in overtime but he got no help right um, he got no help from, which is wild to say about the abs. Not, you know, not Minnesota wild, but you know, it's still nice. wild. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, well played, sir. Semi wild. That's kind of like the semi wild. That's the wild. It's the wild. Uh, that's the wild's motto. We're wild. <laughs> we're, we're the Minnesota wild. We're the, the semi wild. The um, Minnesota mild. The mild. They're killing it. We'll talk about it in a second. But anyway, um, Eustace overall. Could become a solid starter at some point, but patience uh, within the organization is going to be important as far as his growth is concerned. Um, and he kind of is on a prove-it deal right now with the Abs. Um, he's on a two-way, one-year, two-way contract. So if he performs well, it could, go, it could go either way. If he performs poorly, he could see the door. If he performs well, they could possibly extend him and he could continue his time uh, in Colorado, which... Uh, you know, he spent his whole, his entire career here, essentially. Um, so hopefully we'll, you know, we'll see what happens 
with Eustace here. Um, I I'm on the fence about him. Don't know how I feel about him just yet, but come playoff time, you know, he probably won't see the ice anyway. Uh, we'll just, <laughs> you never we'll, know, Ryan, you never know. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not the biggest fan of the, the, uh, the abs goaltending situation over here with Georgiev. Yeah. I was going to say, you think good old Georgiev is going to take the nut from him long-term forever. Maybe not forever, but I think that for some reason, I think old super Joe believes in, in Georgiev for some reason. So, yeah. Um, hey, you anyway. got to believe in super Joe, bro. Here, quick question. Going back to Georgiev and um, how do you say his last name again? Uh, Odinen. Uh, Odinen. So previous years, everybody's always talked about the abs need goaltending to do well in the playoffs. They have everything else. Is this is this the solution? Uh, I don't think so. Um, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Georgiev. I think that Georgiev is a, obviously like numbers wise as far as wins and how he performed at the you know the All Star the all-star game or you know weekend or whatever he made the all-star team based off of having a the you know most wins in the nhl for a goaltender at that time i don't think that was him like i mean i'm sorry but like dude there's it's not you i mean his numbers are just not good um as and, and i don't say just numbers i just think that he just overall is not a very polished i guess i guess i'm not saying he's not good i just don't think that he's good enough to carry stand on his head yeah and that's georgiev you're talking about yeah georgiev okay. and then uh yusis on and in, i mean he's 23 years old yeah give it just, time yeah technically he did get does get credit he was a part of the team that won the stanley cup a, a few years ago um so he actually what did it, I, I saw here um, technically gets credit for winning the Stanley Cup because he did serve as a backup goaltender in the, in the playoffs for, yeah. you know, for a little bit. So, uh, so Onanen, uh, yeah, Onanen's got a little Stanley Cup to his name. <laughs> so Onanen, okay, I see you, Onanen. He, 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 was, he was like on the team in the playoff for like two games, and so he gets credit for it. He just happened <laughs> to be on the roster. <laughs> He's just chilling during it. Yeah, he was actually chilling in the uh, stands in the game. But anyway, so I yeah, I I'd like to see improvement there. I do want to see more improvement. Um personally, this is a conversation that's been going around in Colorado for for a little bit of while, for a little bit of while. Um nice. Should the abs should the abs find depth in their at their forward position? Should the abs improve their defense or should the abs uh improve their goalie initially or their goalie situation? Initially I was like Got to get a better goalie. Got to get a better goalie. But there's no one really out there. I think improving their defensive depth would probably uh, benefit them more. I mean, you look at like, like even, I mean, even somebody I who I really, really, really like um, is is Bowen Byram, but Bowen Byram has just been like not good this year. I mean, he's it's just not been it for him i mean outside of mccarr and taves this team really they've got some guys you know but like to me if you look at like the abs why is logan o'connor seem more like a defenseman to me 
that, and he's not, he's a forward, but why is Logan O'Connor seem more like a defenseman to me than our depth defenseman, if that makes sense? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, yeah. Huh. And then of course you got Sammy G. Sammy G, Sam Gerard. I'm shocked he's still on this team. I, I like Sammy G, but it's just like, I'm, I'm somehow, I don't know how he hasn't bounced around more. I'm surprised you don't call me that. You should be calling me Sammy G. Sometimes I do. When yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I got to record the podcast with that uh, dickhead Sammy G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I feel you. So um, anything else you want to add on the goaltender? No. I was good. So um, what am I trying to say? Diving yeah. into, you're like, what are you trying to say? How, how the heck am I supposed to know? Uh, another thing, I got the NHL standings pulled up here. You know, I mean, I've seen the Abs a fair amount play this year, um, as best as I could. I just want to brief, I briefly mentioned as we record on February 25th, your guys' record in the last 10, 3, 5, and 2. So they're kind of like, eh. I mean, they got time, right? They have games. The Jets have games in hand over them. Four games, dude. Less than the Stars and the Abs. It's going to, like... It's going to be a nail biter to the end. I'm sure the stars are probably favored still to win the central. My question is though, for you guys, here's what's going on this year. Your home record. This is what I see is the big difference. 22 and six, dude away 13, 13 and five. Are you nervous about that at all? Cause technically you take those five overtime losses. That's a sub 500 away record. And you're a top three team in the central. Or are you like, nah, it's fine. This is the Avs. They won the cup two years ago. They get to the playoffs. We hold serve at home. We're looking good. You know, we'll we'll get more games at home compared to most of the playoff teams this season. How are you feeling about that down the stretch? Yeah, no, obviously that's a. I think that's a really good question, um, dude. I don't like. I I think the Avs are a really good team, but there's they have a lot of weaknesses that need to be. Um, need Fixed to be answered quickly and they need um they really need uh who's out right Val Val Nachuskin is Val out right now is it Val Jeez, I'm drawing a blank here um I think it's Val Val is yeah Val, Val. yeah yeah so that's huge because last year in the playoffs when the Avs lost in the first round the Kraken um Val wasn't there and he's a huge difference maker so um obviously they're top they're top loaded right but um they need they need to figure out past that first line a little bit of some depth so you'd like to see them make another move at the deadline i mean parise looks like he's been a good addition for them yeah parise has been 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 all right but uh i i think that they need i i it come playoff time dude i hate the one thing i hate when the when the wild beat the abs a few years back in the playoffs. I can't remember. Gosh, that was, I can't even remember that. That was probably my freshman year of college. That's how long ago that was. Yeah. So I remember 20, sorry, hold on. I think that was 2014 when I was a Nathan McKinnon is his rookie season. Okay. Yep. Does that ring a bell? It does. And so I always remember that series. One, I'll always remember the series against the wild because for some reason they just know how to beat us in the playoffs. But um, that season stands out because the Wild and the Avs played two different styles of games. The Avs were very much a finesse team, which they still kind of are. Um, but the Wild just 
pounded the abs, like repeatedly pounded them. And like pounded physical? Them. Yes. Physically, they were so much more physical. Sure. And come playoff time, you have to be more physical. That's why guys like Sammy Gerard, dude, your defenseman, what is he, 5'10 and buck yeah. 70? He's pretty short. He's kind of yeah. like Jared Spurgeon. He's kind of like the abs version of Jared Spurgeon. Yeah. And, yeah. and you need you need guys who, you know, are – you need to lay some people out, man. And the abs have, yeah. like, you know, Josh Manson and Logan O'Connor and stuff like that. But it's like – I'm sorry. I really like Sam Gerrard, but you can't have, to me, a 170 pound defenseman can get bullied so easily just on the boards and stuff like that. Like, right. You need a little more it. BMI. You need some, uh, yeah. You, you yeah. need that average weight of the team to, to go up and the height. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are, you guys are very similar in uh, height and weight, except you're nine inches shorter. We're brothers. <laughs> with the same We're name. brothers. Yeah, yeah, with the same name. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, so, man. all right. Yeah. We talked about the abs now for 20 minutes. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, that's my, that's my, this is my love in the hockey world. But uh, let's move on to your guy. Let's hear about him. My turn. Yeah, let's move on. We're talking about Justin Brazil. Justin Brazil is 26, Ryan. He's finally a rookie in the NHL. This guy, it is such a cool story. He's got a right-handed shot. Like I mentioned, he is a beast of a right winger playing for the Boston Bruins right now. Um, he's, you know, mainly a forward, but I've seen him more on the wing side of things. This season with the Bruins, not to impress his stat line, but he's only played three games, one goal, one assist. Uh, so for two points, he's actually a plus two overall on the team, which is a good sign to see out of a rookie. He averages somewhere around 10 to 11 minutes of ice time. Um, in the league as well. And he did put up quite a few years actually in the AHL and the ECHL. This guy has played several years in the minors, hoping to finally get his chance to break into the league. And right now he is, which is like, you got to love it. You got to love it. Justin Brazil. He naturally, he's a Canadian. He's from Ontario, a smaller town. He's 220 pounds. So yes, he's a giant of a, of a forward. Usually as a six, five guy, you'd think he'd be a D man. He's 220 pounds, so he went undrafted. And uh, his playing career, you know, in the minors, he's been playing in the minors, Ryan, since 2019. So this guy has been waiting for years to get signed on by a big league. And he actually was signed on February 19th. So it was about six days ago, almost a week ago, he was finally signed by the Bruins. And literally, he was called up. And within a day of getting called up, he scored his first NHL goal. It was actually last Monday on President's Day against the um, against the Dallas Stars, so there are nice. a lot of yeah, there are a lot of matinee. Mat, is it matinee games? Yeah, matinee games on President's Day because it's a holiday. So they had like a day game. I actually had that game on on the side of the screen next to me. I had the Wild, of course, on the big screen. We'll talk about that too. I don't know if you saw the Wild put up seven goals in the third period, dude. I did. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But yeah, back to Brazil. I watched his his first NHL goal and his first game getting called up. It was so cool. He was, I think he was on third line or fourth line. They're grinding. It was a 2-1 game. They're down against Dallas. He kind of just skirted in front of the net after cycling the puck back in the corner. And then I think it was um, I think it was Boquist that found him out front. Boop, popped it to him, put it right up across Jake Ottinger and in the net. So um it was cool to kind of tally the game up at two there, uh, which is cool to see. 
Yeah, so Justin Brazil is uh, he's a hell a heck of a player, hell of a player. It's fine. Um, he so a lot of his minor league playing time came in for the Providence Bruins, the Maine Mariners. So he did put up a lot of years on the East Coast kind of tier of uh, the country. So he didn't really get his playing time in the minors in the Midwest, playing in like the UCHL at all. It was all AHL and ECHL. Uh, but yeah, he is a right winger for the Bruins, and I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him so far. Quick shout out, I actually did go with this player based off of one of my good friends who's a huge Bruins fan. Here's the thing, Ryan, he's a native Boston kid, so it makes sense he's a Bruins fan. He's not one of those bandwagoners. Um, but he he um he did say, Hey, you gotta you gotta preview this Brazil kid. He's a stud. I mean, like I said, he's only played three games for the Bruins so far but I think the Bruins are really liking what they see out of him. And um, he's just a big guy, big forward, power forward. You don't really see that too much in today's NHL. So it's going to be pretty cool to see what he's able to do. And um, I guess I'll just leave it with that. I saw, I saw his assist he had against the Canucks from last night. Um, he kind of just uses body really well to like fend people, people off. He's just able to power through. He's not a fast skater. But he's just like he's just thick, he's dense. He's basically what the Avs need when it comes to demon, because like you were saying, Ryan, they're a little uh smaller on the BMI list, the uh the Avs. Let's go. Um, Let's go. <laughs> can I can I I want to see if we can hear this? So I have audio from CTV News Northern Ontario of Justin Brousseau making his first goal in his uh, first NHL game. I want to, I want to play it and see if you can hear it. If not, just tell me I can't hear it, but Dude up. Let's, let's give this a listen. It's really faint. All I heard is Eddie scores. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> That's all you need to hear. Yeah, um, man. It's, it's, um, I don't know. I guess it's just unique. And I think it's cool how he just stuck with it. You see a lot of players like give up after like yeah. three years in the minors of never making it. And it was such a relief for him to, to get called up after like 2019, Ryan, like he thought his whole career, he'd never be able to have one shift in the bigs. And he did. Good. I'm happy for him. I like him. Uh, we'll see, you know, Oh man, Boston, Boston's a team, man. So yeah, they're good. Uh, curious to see how that plays out with him. And, uh, you know, come come the end of the season, and uh, and then in playoff time, you know, uh, right. is he going to be a part of their? Is he going to be a part of their plans, or is he not? What do you think? Who knows? I I think he'll be in the lineup for for quite a bit. I think he'll be a good addition for them. He'll be stuck up there. What do you think, Ryan? I think uh, if he continues to perform well, then yeah. why not? You know, I mean, it's you know those people that are in those lower defensive pairings and stuff can be, you, you never kind of know what you're going to get, but with a, with a guy who's his age has played as long as he has, you kind of know what you're getting, you know? And, yep. and I think that can be beneficial for the Bruins if they like what they see. Me too. And I think it's super cool, Ryan, before we talk more about the wild and kind of get away from Brazil here in a little bit, I just want to mention about Brazil. You see him get signed a week ago. Finally got his Bruins contract. He scores in the first game. He already tallied an assist last night. So two points in three games. 
And um, it was weird. Before that Canucks game that they had yesterday, he did get sent down to the AHL Providence briefly, and then they called him up again for the the traveling to Vancouver. So you'll see him probably bounce back and forth between Providence and Boston. And I think he'll be okay with that. Yeah. I think he'll be okay with that. I'm curious what his uh curious what his like contract looks like. Um I want to look this up real quick because I'm curious. Uh yeah. is he is he is this his one one year deal here? Um give me a half a second. I should be able to pull it up. Um but yeah, I'm curious to see. I, it's wild that he's stuck it out for as long as as long as he has, but uh to see him get to the you know break into the league and then uh and then instantly make an impact is pretty freaking awesome i think uh let's see here so yeah he is under contract through 2425 so does that mean this is his last year he's got one more either way um you know who knows how much longer he has uh left playing professional hockey but he stuck it out for this long might as well just keep it going ride ride it ride it as long as you can you know that's what i'm talking about baby um you always like bringing up the 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 franchise thing between the two players who you let's let's talk about that who are you gonna oh if i was to start a franchise well yeah yeah, if i'm I'm starting a if i'm starting a franchise obviously i'm not going to go with the guy who's the salt lake city soakers all right they're gonna move to salt lake that's the next team, Ryan. Salt Lake City Soakers. Yeah. Why are they called the Soakers? Because in Salt Lake, you can have six different wives. Get them all soaking. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was going to start a franchise today, um, I would uh, obviously start it with uh, Gustav Sadonin. Not confidently, but uh, he's just, you know, he's younger and he's uh, – probably more of an impactful position yeah 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 i I agree with you i agree with you i mean you know brazil super cool six five two twenty forward you don't see that often but like i don't know bro goaltending is so important and if you're 23 years old and you're getting them reps in already like that and well and and he's got you know he he had already you know won the award for top goalie over there in finland and first first team all-star and uh, the the potential is there, and and he does have you know one of the things as I was you know digging into him a little bit is you know that was said more than once is he does have the potential to become a solid starter right in the NFL. so um, Brazil put him on the team too who cares yeah yeah him yeah stick there. him out there stick his ass out there bro go yeah. back to Finland like Finland uh, I've never I've never been to Scandinavia but like I feel like the Finns are like weird because it's a mix between like swedes and then like russians because like bro finland like borders russia like you probably get like they're probably like a quieter version of russia finnish people are <laughs> quieter version <laughs> they're like, not crazy yeah they're, they're not the crazy version i do want to uh what else what else you got about uh brazil here brazier what else you got to say about the brazier <laughs> Justin Trudeau. No, but uh, nothing else, man. Nothing else really on him. I think uh, it's going to be cool to see him, how much he's able to play in the Bruins, um, 
Bruins' little playoff push going on here. Speaking of the playoff push, dude, let's talk about the Wild. I don't know how much you've seen of them. I've seen it. I've seen a decent amount, but of this little run they're on right now, it's pretty fun. Yeah, no, dude. This is I. I don't know if I said it the last time we recorded, but like, it was wild because I was like, someone was telling me the Wild are going to make a push, and and. I'm trying to remember if I even said that, but like, uh, dude, this team in freaking Minnesota, for some reason, you were saying sell, sell, sell. And I remember that. And I'm like, dude, something tells me, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs. What I'm saying is that's a team I don't want to play after the all-star game ever. Like I just freaking hate the wild. because of this reason like minnesota teams generally like i don't have an issue with the vikings i can't stand the timberwolves <laughs> i can't stand like um the twins i don't have an issue with but the wild and the timberwolves i just don't like yeah um and and like just because of my connection with you like the wild i like more than the, the wolves right the wolves are just i just <laughs> no, dude, i'll never are they I'll frauds never. bro are they frauds they're the only help you ask a typical Minnesotan right now, Minnesota sports fan, like, it's so weird because the Timberwolves are an anomaly this year. They're, like, looking really good. They're, like, leading the West. So, yeah. even a friend of mine from college that watches, he probably prefers watching the Wild over the T-Wolves, but this year, it's been all Wolves. He's like, dude, these guys, this is the only shot we have. He's like, the Wild, I give up. I'm like, no, bro, you got to watch the Wild more. They're, like, starting to come back. Yeah, no, the thing with the thing with one with I think with Minnesota sports is they're frustrating because they will ruin teams, other teams like, you know, we've seen the wild ruin the abs more than one occasion. Um, Back in the day, the wolves ruined the nuggets a couple of times. But uh, no, I think I think that they need a little bit more experience um, before they can actually make a real push. And if, if your buddy's saying that this is the only this is the chance. Dude, the NBA, the Western Conference in the NBA is, like, such a tight race, dude. I mean, the Wild can lose three games and be in the in the eighth seed. Like, oh, the Wolves, yeah, yeah. I mean, who did I say? Oh, I said yeah. the Wild. Yeah. No, the Wolves can lose lose three games and then drop six, six you know, positions in the standings. It's, it's so close. Like, they – I don't think that they will do that, but um, – They could. The wild, the wild are more in a, a position of, like – we make a push, we can yeah. we can really get it. And they have the experience, unlike the Wolves. Like, they make the playoffs four, three out of four seasons, five out of six seasons. Like, that lineup, I mean, Kirill's now been in, like, two or three different playoff seasons. Like, they're they're getting more they're getting more experience, so they know how to play. The only things they got to figure out, just don't get injured. Those are always such a big deal this time of the year. Yep. Um just staying healthy and like just grinding through, but there's still a fair amount of games left, man. There's still some margin for change. I mean, what 82 games in the season. I don't know if you have the standings up, but I feel like we're at 58 games right now. So I think they have about 24 games left. The abs, I think have 23 left. So, you know, just stick with it. Um, you know, if they go 500, they're right there. Yeah. yeah. I do have a question. I have a question for you. Uh, given that they're, right now not in a playoff position and they were in kind of like sell mode a few weeks ago 
Marc-Andre Fleury, what do the Wild do with him? Dude, it's so funny you literally asked that because I just got, I'm not even kidding, I just got a notification, and I'm going to cite my source from the so, from the Score mobile app. It's like, a, you know, you, you've probably heard of the Score. It's like a yeah, yeah, ESPN. Yeah, I have it. Flurry wants to fight its title. Wild goalie, I don't want to quit on Minnesota and miss the playoff race. He doesn't want to quit. I just got that notification four minutes ago. So he's in it to win it, and it's super cool. I saw that Bill Guerin, our general manager, said that Fleury has the green light. It's his decision if he wants to go somewhere else or if he wants to stick around in Minnesota. I'm all in, man. All in. Put the chips in. Do it. Because here's the thing. They're they're saying it's his decision? Yeah, bro. Like, Bill Guerin's saying that I'll let him just make that decision if he wants to stick it out. Yeah. Which is cool, man. Well, Which that's cool. a guy. That's a guy who I really thought about with the abs, man. I was like, hey, dude, flower, dude. Yeah. Then I would. Then I would say we got. We're, we're, let's let's roll because. Yeah. That's a guy. Here's the thing: if the Wild do end up making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And let's just go out on a limb and say, goaltending is struggling. Oh, Philippe or whatever his name is, Philip over there in the Wild is struggling. Oh, Gustafson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, say yeah. He, let's say he's struggling it come playoff time. You have that buffer of like, okay, Gustafson's struggling. We already know Flurry's going to come in. He's got the experience. Right. We could throw him in for a series. Like, you know, if, if Gustafson really like, let's it's say. Struggling. They, yeah, struggling in the playoffs. You know, we throw him in for a game or two in the first round to get us to the second round, reevaluate in the second round. But he's a guy who you know is going to I – mean, he's not perfect anymore by any means, right? Um, but, he's, dude, he's one of the best goalies to ever ever play the game. So it's like you know that come playoff time, if stuff hits the fan, you've got that nice little backup there to make you feel a little bit more comfortable. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. So it's, it's going to be good. And, like, the nice thing is, too, Ryan, like, you know, whatever odds are against them, they're probably not going to win the cup, but like it's expected. But you know, let's say they make playoffs, even if they lose for second round, it's disappointing again. I get it. Minnesota fans are like, oh, this is why we should have tanked and gotten a prospect or two the next draft, like typical stuff. I kind of like like being competitive because, bro, you look at the Sabres, remember, they're still dog shit. They haven't made it to the playoffs in like 15 years, dude. They've had so many prospects. The Oilers, it took them forever to be legit, dude. Yeah. Like they had so many big names. Taylor Hall, Ryan Dugent Hopkins, like before McDavid, and now they're finally legit, legit. Like it takes a long time. I would much rather play to win and play to be competitive than like just bank on getting a guy the next McDavid or the next Connor but Connor Badad and your whole team is like launched off. You know what I mean? Like, I do. I don't know. And, and, and here's the thing too. Let's say the wild do make it. They lose for a second round. We have one more year, just one last year left of this salary cap. Hell we're in with the Parise suitor crap. So after that happens, then it's like the floodgates are open. We can go out and get like a couple of big name guys to compliment like Kaprizov, Erickson like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So hang in there. Let's just assume what what's the what would you say watching the wild yeah. is their biggest weakness that they can work on in the second half of the season 
probably defense, dude. That's what like, I would that's Spurgeon, what I would. Yeah, Spurgeon's out for the season. We talked about him earlier. He's a shorter guy like a Sammy G. But, like, he's captain. He's one of the captains. Like, it sucks seeing him out. Uh, yeah, and then they got a couple of big guys back there in D, but they're just the typical guys where um, they they don't score often. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is the six rotating D that they have in every every game, it changes. Like, the bottom two, three guys, there's somebody – there's somebody new every once in a while that's brought up, which is fine. It's just more of trying to find that stability, that good, stable, stable lineup of like defensemen right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So sense. if they're able to find that, if they're able to find that, and they're able to, you know, kill penalties, and they're able to do the things necessary in order to win games. Mm-hmm. They've, maybe, they have. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Oh, no, I, I was just thinking because, like, when you say that, the Abs are kind of in a similar situation where it's like their their depth on defense needs to be improved. You know, their first line guys. I mean, they you know, I mean, they've got Devontae's in in, uh, in Kale, but outside of that, you know, it's kind of like you have guys, but you got to be able to kill the penalty, mm-hmm. and you have to you you have to be disciplined. So, especially yeah. defensively. Yeah, they and they have good forward depth. The Wild do. It's just more of like they got three guys with over twenty five goals right now in the season. So, um, and like four guys with over forty five points. It's pretty good. So that I mean, they they got some stability. Um, it's just more of like putting it all together. And they're on this heater right now, man. I'd say keep it rolling. See what happens. Seven two and one the last ten. But last thing I want to mention, Ryan, um, President's Day. You you're probably working like a normal person with with my schedule. I was off work at one is great. Like wild started at two o'clock Eastern put on them in the Canucks. They're down like five two, end of the second period. And I'm like, Oh great. Like whatever this game is shot. The Canucks dude, they had, they gave up four, five on three penalty kills. So they, they were down two men on the ice four different times. They basically gave the game away. Um, it was nuts. The wild scored two goals within a minute to start the third. Um, and then it was wild, dude. It could just like the game just like took off. It was like, you know, the gif where it's like, wow, that really escalated quickly. It literally was that it was nuts. And <laughs> you're going to laugh. I don't, I don't have beer or alcohol during the week. I just don't, I only, I only limit alcohol to weekends, just whatever. But when that happened, dude, I was like, I got to pour beer during this. This is ridiculous. Like what's well, three o'clock on a Monday, but I'm like, this is so sick. I got to have a yeah. beer and watch. This is nuts. So anyway, it was crazy. Heck yeah, no, and that that game, that game, I mean, was 17, 17 yeah. goals between two. I'm just like, geez, yeah. that's a that's a heater. I there did, were three you know, hat tricks, dude. Dude, insanity. Insanity. Yeah. yeah. Get, get rid of your hat. What do you what do you do after you get rid of your hat? Not you, but hat trick. You do a trick? No. What are we talking about? I don't know what you even asked. So let's say a hat trick happens, right? Yeah. And then another hat trick happens. Yeah, it's like, where, where's the second hat? I know, but what happened earlier in the year? I don't know, man. Oh, McKinnon in the thong. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so dumb. The, were there several thongs that were on the ice or just one? No, it was, yeah, it was, it was a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a bunch of bra and panties. So it's like, it's uh, 
that, that could have happened in that game. Like, what do guys do? What do guys do? Take off, take off their boxers? Their, their underwear, yeah. Hey, yeah, guys. can you imagine there's three different hat tricks? You got hats thrown, then you got, yeah, underwear thrown, you got their pants thrown. Everything's gone, I, I, dude. Everyone's, everyone's just going to leave naked in the, in the cold Minnesota winter. <laughs> can you imagine that? That'd be wild. There's so much for winter they've had this year, dude. It's wild. It's been like from the 40s and 50s there this whole winter. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. It's been a, I mean, there's been a couple of, there's been a couple of like, you know, little snowstorms and stuff like that. Yeah. Dan, uh, dude, your joke went well over my head. You can tell it's like Sunday morning, midday. I'm like barely awake. That went way over my head when you asked that. Sunday morning. Dude, uh, <laughs> just real quickly, wild, uh, wild. Oh, man, that's my word of the year. Um, nice. So like for today, it's going to be 65 in Denver today. I believe it. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm sitting cooped up in this house talking to you. When I yeah, we got to get out of here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, these, the, you know, if, here's the thing is we got our two guys that we talked about today. It was a, you know, fun podcast. We got to talk about the abs, got to talk about the wild, got to talk about some playoff pushes, things like that. And we got to talk about our two guys, man. Um, it was a lot of fun. We are going to wrap this one up and uh, we're going to come fresh with two new guys uh, next time. And uh, anything you'd like to say? Nothing else I got to add, man. Um, it's just exciting. We got 20 to 25 more games left in the season. I hope we're able to record every week. You know, Ryan and I got busy lives, but uh, even in the playoffs, we might have to keep this up. There might be a couple of like random guys brought up. I mean, it's a long season. People getting banged up. There's guys brought up from the minors all the time. So we'll, we'll, we'll have more content. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. And in the, and in the off season, I mean, this is not, you know I mean? Hockey's a year round, year round business, baby. Dude. And when the time comes, me and you have to make some playoff predictions. That'd be cool to compare. We'll have to make brackets or something and compare them. Yeah, for sure. And share That'd be sick. Listeners. Heck yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time on breaking into. Breaking into the league. Breaking into the league. Let's go. Have a good one, everybody.